podcast is brought to you as a joint initiative between Anubhav, the National Institute of Social Defense, Ministry of Social Justice and Empowerment, and Media for Community Foundation. Producers, Kowai Vani, Kowai Care Retirement Communities. If you are a senior citizen and need help, contact our elder helpline 14567 between 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. We promise to help you lead a better life. I repeat, 14567 between 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. Hello, friends. This is Malati Jayakumar from Kovaiwani, bringing you another inspiring story called 100 and Counting on Storytime. This is a true story of a 100-year-old woman whose mind travels back and forth over the many incidents in her life, including the evacuation from Burma during the Second World War. 100 and Counting. All she had to do was to close her eyes to beam herself back in time, 30, 40, 50 years back or more. Sometimes she was walking to school with her friends, her full-length skirt swirling around her bare feet. She could feel the eyes of the boys on the roadside on her and hear voices calling out her name, making her scurry past, her eyes downcast. She was known as the Rangoon Beauty. But most times she loved to let her thoughts linger on the tinkling of a cycle bell that gave wings to her feet. She would run to the balcony in time to see the handsome lad downstairs set off for work or study. Their eyes exchanged a delicious message and her breath came a wee bit faster. The strong smell of vibhuti and Tulsi filled her nostrils and made her open her eyes. It was the servant maid. Party, I have brought some prasad from the temple. She blinked, loath to leave her memories behind. Thinking she had not heard, the maid repeated it in an even louder tone. Why did they have to shout? Did being old mean being deaf? She did have a problem but surely not as bad as it was made to be. She sighed as she took the prasad and gazed at the wrinkles on her hand, the blue-black veins twisting itself like the branches of an olive tree. She remembered her hands smooth and white as alabaster, with another brown hand holding it firmly in its clasp. At times it was difficult to believe that she had become so old. In her mind, she was still seventy. She had to remind herself that she would touch hundred in a week. The smell of the temple prasad took her back to the temple wedding. There had been a lot of opposition to their Sagotra marriage. Family, friends, priests boycotted it. Her father stood firm and ramrod straight as he rallied a few staunch supporters to conduct a short and simple temple wedding, the beginning of a lifelong commitment. Their so-called Honeymoon, for such a thing never existed those days, was a ten-minute coach ride down the road, for which they were taken to task severely by her father and upbraided as a wanton waste of money. Nowadays, she thought, every went abroad to exotic locations. 
those who could not afford that went to Shimla or Kashmir. The shrill sound of an ambulance made her close her eyes. She was in the midst of war in December 1941. She was carrying her fourth child and had been advised bed rest. The day the bombing began, the women and children were all rushed to the ship, leaving the menfolk behind to walk the land route from Burma to India. The bleeding stopped immediately as her body and nature took over the task of survival. She gathered her money and jewels and tied them around her waist, gave her boys a single change of clothes to carry and garnered some provisions. With her younger brother, nieces and parents, she clambered on the swaying rope ladder hanging by the side of the ship. Her father nearly fell and was caught just in time. Would she ever see her husband again? Would they reach India alive? The agonizing doubts and fears that jostled the 30-year-old heart and mind were pushed down and smothered in caring for her three young sons and her elderly parents. The doorbell rang, jangling her to the present. Who is it? she asked. Fresh ground coffee powder from the shop party accompanied the strong aroma of coffee wafting by her room. It suffused her nostrils and her head, taking her on another journey. They had all settled on the deck of the ship, for only the very rich and eminent could get the cabins downstairs. The rest had to huddle on the deck, exposed to the elements. Within minutes of casting off, the siren wailed, heralding another bout of bombing. She grabbed all the children and rushed down, praying they would not be hit. Much later, she heard the ship ahead of them had been bombed with no survivors. Coming back on the deck later, she was shocked to find that all their provisions had been stolen. She managed to retrieve some milk powder and was able to find small portions to the children till they touched land four days later. Pregnant and hungry, she watched another passenger polishing off balls of curd rice while she subsisted on nothing but coffee for the next four days. Maybe that was why her daughter was born a coffee addict, she thought wryly. She squirmed, trying to adjust her soft pillow. She thought of the months she had slept on the floor without a pillow, having taken a vow not to use a proper bed till her husband returned. She could not bear the comfort of a mattress when she knew that he would be sleeping by the roadside or on mud and grass. She knew he was offered the easier white route reserved for the British, but he preferred to take the black route used by the Indians. She relived the trauma of her travel, landing at Vizag, starved and tired. She had plenty of money tied to her waist, but no food. A ship had landed just before them, and the hungry refugees had devoured every morsel. The innkeeper had them wait till he repeated and prepared rice and a watery rasam that was served on dirty banana leaves. It tasted like nectar. The family caught the train to Coimbatore at the station where people were packed like sardines. 
the children had to be pushed through the windows while the adults clambered in by the doors hearts beating wildly for fear they may be separated will she ever see her husband alive will her family be safe wait for part 2 thank you navaliyuli anubhav desiya samuha padugappa nirvanam samuha neethi mattrum adhigaram alithal amaichagam mattrum media for community foundation ivargalin kootu muyarchiyaga ungalidam kondu varapattathu titta orunginaippalargal dr r sridhar mattrum alok verma avargal vanoli orunginaippalargal pooja murada கௌசல்யா மற்றும் சாய் சுதா அவர்கள் தயாரிப்பாளர்கள் கோவை வாணி கோவை கேர் ரிட்டையர்மெண்ட் கம்யூனிட்டிஸ் நீங்கள் ஒரு மூத்த குடிமகனாக இருந்து உதவி தேவைப்பட்டால் எங்கள் எல்டர் லைன் ஹெல்ப் லைனை தொலைபேசி எண் ஒன்று நான்கு ஐந்து ஆறு ஏழில் தொடர்பு கொள்ளவும் காலை எட்டு மணி முதல் இரவு எட்டு மணி வரை ஒரு சிறந்த வாழ்க்கையை வாழ உங்களுக்கு உதவி செய்ய நாங்கள் உறுதி அளிக்கிறோம் மறுபடியும் கேளுங்கள் தொலைபேசி எண் ஒன்று நான்கு ஐந்து ஆறு ஏழு காலை எட்டு மணி முதல் இரவு எட்டு மணி வரை தேங்க்யூ